Hey, this is Robert Gibson of the Rock and Roll Express. When I'm around, I listen to the Double Dropkick Show. Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Drop Kick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. This is the wrestling podcast. We talk about the wrestling you grew up with, the wrestling needing to watch now and stuff. And uh, today is a recording day. We're recording a plethora of episodes on a variety mm-hmm. of topics. If you want to listen to the archives, uh, you can go to doubledropkick.com, subscribe, and you can go back and listen to all our episodes. There's a link at the top of the page. It just says simply... Uh, and how creative is this, Mark? The link says episodes. Mm-hmm. If you now, I will say this: I haven't even told Mark this yet. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to update. <laughs> big, big surprise! I'm getting ready to update the website, uh-huh. and so I'm hoping it'll have a better layout and it's easier to find our episodes. Now, when he says our episodes, what he means is you're going to have to wade through a bunch of garbage. You want to look for the ones that say Double Dropkick Show episode, and then it'll typically in the write-up say, in this episode, Mark, it'll have my name. Mm-hmm. Mark Whitman talks about right. this. Not all that fluff. Actually, uh, uh, what I'm also getting ready to do is I'm actually going to create a separate feed. Uh-huh. For the non-Double Drop Kick show episodes. Oh, okay. and I know why you just want to prove. Oh, look at the numbers that I get without. No, no, no. The number, no, the numbers will still be the same because it will still be one hosting account. So. Yeah, there's one host. You. <laughs> I mean, let me pull up the double. There's my episodes here. Carolina, Georgia wrestling spotlight, Carolina, Georgia wrestling spotlight, breaking news, Midlands championship, Carolina, Georgia wrestling, Carolina, Georgia, Carolina, Georgia, Mark Whitman rebooks sting versus Hogan. <laughs> Mark Whitman reviews the new Halloween second annual. Okay. There's a lot more of me than I thought. South Carolina pro wrestling report. South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. Well, we've Report. been on... We- South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. <laughs> South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. South Carolina Did Pro I Wrestling Report. Did I post the Report. Disney episode? No, you didn't, and it pisses me off that Did you I- didn't. I thought it was posted. It may have. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You I probably got- didn't. It's not important to you. It, was it something, is very important It was something that was important to me, so it didn't matter if it got posted. That's all I'm saying. You did post the one about the Halloween. I you got the I Halloween posted. episode. I just out. got confused. And I appreciate Well, I can see how you get confused. You're recording a podcast three times a day. Every time I <laughs> lock on my dang phone, there you are looking like Bully Ray. Did, did I you? saw this. And did you see the other one? There was some other post that I saw that somebody posted and said, I thought that was Bully Ray for a minute. <laughs> It's weird that, like, in life, sitting here across from you, y'all look nothing alike. Right. But for some reason, in pictures online, you do look like him. Yeah. I, you know. I'm gonna have, he's going to have to start sending me royalty you checks. You ain't lying. I would like his royalty checks. Boy, I bet they're nice. So, anyway. Yeah. You have to wade through all the garbage to find the few nuggets with me in them. Listen, on doubledropkick.com. Listen, if you don't live in the Carolinas and Georgia area, you're not going to have any interest in. And even if you do live in the Carolinas. I live 
I live in upstate South Carolina. I'm about an hour from North Carolina, and I'm about 20 minutes from Georgia. And I don't give a rat's ass about <laughs> Your your mama don't even listen to the South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report. And there's nobody on this earth that loves Heath Mulligan as much as his mama. You know what? And there's nobody on this earth that loves Sandy Mulligan as much as her baby boy Heath. I'm going to tell you what. She's going to be a patron by the end of this year. I hope so. Maybe the 15th. I told you what my father said. He went, I heard you you charging your little patron, what they call patrons. <laughs> I said, yeah. And he said, I ain't paying to listen to you talk, boy. <laughs> But, but said, that, don't worry, you'd be paying to listen to Heath talk. <laughs> but doesn't that make you proud? Like you have people have paid to hear our opinions on stuff. Oh yeah, man, I appreciate that. I mean, I'm I'm very thankful to our uh, patrons. And I, oh listen, yeah, man, I appreciate them all. And I li- listen even the ones that don't listen to this show that don't even like me. Everybody likes you. They just don't know you. You're, to many of our patrons, you are a mystery. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Right. You right. Know? I subscribe to, we talk about it all the time, that be a little bit more elusive and right. don't always be there. And like you said, you told me at breakfast uh, this morning, when you show up, it's like the undertaker coming back. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I deserve that, but, but I'm the special attraction on doubledropkick.com now, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I took you to mean by that. that yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, but here's, the, but we typically don't go, I think we went six weeks without recording. Right, right, we did. We went yeah, so it's typically not uh typically not that. And 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 to be honest, technology has you and I have just both been 100% against recording over the phone. Because yeah. part of the feel uh-huh. of the show is us being like mm-hmm. us being together. Like no, I agree. I've I, I agree. think I've told you, I've told other people if if this was the last day we recorded, I would still say, "Well, two weeks we're getting together, right? Like we're gonna go, we're <laughs> right. at least going to go eat lunch or go to right. breakfast." Like, right? Uh, we just happened. We were going to be talking about this stuff anyway, right? You said I might ditch you the whole rest of those two weeks and and just run off and do things everywhere without you, but once every two weeks, I will go eat breakfast with you and pay for it and pay for it. Yeah. And I've held up that end of the deal for the I most would say part. that you have, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm craving now? But I want some wings. Really? But I don't know where there's a good place to get wings hmm. in this uh, corner of... I don't know there is anywhere up here. The, the burger place we you have You say avoided. this every two weeks. We have this exact same conversation. I sure would like some wings, but there's nowhere to get any. Oh, there's a wing and burger place up the road, and then we always go somewhere else. We typically end up going to Kentucky Fried Chicken, who ironically doesn't have chicken wings. Have you had their chicken and waffles? Though? I have not. They were pretty, it was pretty good, man. It was pretty good. When did you have that? A couple. Of, I don't even know if they're doing it anymore, but they were doing it a few weeks ago. But, I mean, the waffles were. It was it was a glorified ego. I mean, it, uh, wasn't, it wasn't a great. I've waffle. had I had chicken and waffles in Charleston and was blown away. Yeah, I've had them a few. I had them in Orlando. I've had it a few times. This, it's, uh, I think it's more of a gimmick than anything else. But 
Hey, they're it's making money. Bad, on it. It's not bad. It's not as if. <laughs> uh, it's not as if they said, you know, right now we're doing chicken and waffles. We're going to change it. And then they do chicken and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Pork chops and pancakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I tell you, though, I, like the next time I have chicken and waffles, I think it'll be like I'm going to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and get them. If now, I'm where is that at? It's out in California. Okay. Yeah, we're kind of kicking around going oh. out that way in the oh, in yeah. the spring, so I don't got to see how far it is from where I'm going to be. Okay. And if it's like within an hour, because that's like, if I'm not mistaken, they're the originators of chicken and waffles, of that, really? Of that meal, yeah. It's in a... Oh, yeah. wow. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's a big soul food restaurant out there. And, and I think he kind of come up with that combination. So I'd really like to check it out. So on this episode of the Double Dropkick Show, I was simply, typically there is a planning meeting uh, before all of our episodes. Extensive, extensive planning, note taking. All I was told for this episode was I want to ask you some questions. Yeah. Because I feel like I need to put your feet to the flame. Are you, are you and I'm fine fire? with that. I, I think uh, Everybody this. every month or so. Actually, it's weird because normally, like, our thing really has become, because all joking aside, you do a lot of shows where you put your opinions out there. Right. Lord knows you do a lot of shows. Yeah. Where you put your opinion out there. So right. now, really, the focus of this show is almost you interviewing me. Right, His, you know, and we don't talk. <clears throat> and when I talk about elsewhere, we—that's not like if no. I knew. If if I knew you had an inkling of interest, yeah, to overanalyze and get into the minutia of the business of independent pro wrestling in the Carolinas and Georgia. I would I would walk away from all that. No, no, you wouldn't. But I wouldn't put you through that. Listen. No, 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 no. And I know that. But what I'm saying is, like, that has kind of become our new thing now. Right. Is, is this show is primarily you asking me questions and letting me talk. Yeah. Because um, you got all these other venues to get right. your stuff right. out there. Lord knows you got a lot of put your thoughts out there. But anyway. <laughs> I'm going to suspend that one time because I got a couple of questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. You've posted a lot of stuff on Facebook. Okay. Posted some things on Twitter. Right. Maybe even a few Instagrams. Right. You probably are not going to be on Tumblr anymore. I'm I'm guessing you're getting rid of your Tumblr account. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am not familiar with Tumblr. I'm not either. I just saw it in the news the other day. Yeah. Um, but I see the thing, and I rarely comment on your stuff now because I know, like, if I do, then I lose the ability to. Oh, right, right, right. To know what you're talking about, yeah, on the show, and ask about it on the show, and then yeah. get my real reactions to these things. Uh, number one, I don't like seeing you running all over the place going to these wrestling fan fests with anybody but me. I I can see that. I can see that. I don't like it. It was a business trip. I don't like it. I love Boomer. I don't like it. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. It's, it's tough, boy. I was a little jealous. What? I was like, I should be going to something with <laughs> something <Listen>. to wrestle. <laughs> What's I, going on? And I would have. Like, oh, like I had to work. There was nothing. Like, I, we thought that we were working Friday. 
wow. up until Wednesday. Yeah. Like they had told we're probably going to be working Friday too. So there's nothing I can do about that. But I would have been there if I'd have been off. If, if, and I've had, you know, I've got kind of the hindsight of two weeks behind me now to think about the WrestleCade experience. And this was my first time as a vendor. Mm-hmm. And it's that's something you and I talked about. Oh, we should be a vendor for this, vendor for this, vendor for this. And and I'm going to be honest, and I said this to Boomer, and this is me, okay? I'm not speaking for him. For me, I became a mark for being a vendor. In my mind, I thought, okay, being a vendor means this. And what I learned is that it does not. And uh, and that and that's something that, that – in classic Heath Mulligan. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm going to pull this headset to the side and cut my ear so I can hear what you're about to say. In classic Heath Mulligan, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. the way that I learn uh-huh, uh-huh. is I will say, hey, let's do this. Uh-huh. Someone will say, uh-huh, uh-huh. maybe you. Who's that other someone? Mark will maybe say, me? Heath, you're going to need uh-huh. to manage your expectations. Hmm. I do not manage my expectations. Hmm. I, you know, just don't do it. And um, there were some things about it that were really good, and there were some things about it that take it or, or take it or leave it. Um, the, the the entertainment parts of the weekend were uh, were good for the most part. I, I'll be honest. You know, something to wrestle with was it entertaining? Yes. Um, but how do I say this? Uh, they're great workers. I'll just say that. Yeah. Like when you have like hindsight, you're like, okay, I have paid this money for this. And it's like, oh, okay. They have they have put a chalk mark at my door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and and that's kind of, uh, um, yeah. So like I, if like at this point, like December sixth, like would I go to WrestleCade next year? I don't know. I don't know. And I think I think it's peaked. I don't know that you can get more than six thousand yeah. people in that building. And I, you know, and you and I have talked about this. I think. Like, they are going to have to bring somebody in. We're talking about going to the thing in, in August. Yeah. Like, if Terry Funk's not there, I don't – I'm right. not, I don't really care. I mean, I don't really care about going and seeing Cornette again. Right. I've interacted with Cornette to the point where well, I don't even think we like he, one another. He hit you with a tennis racket. What else is there? Right. He hit me with a tennis racket and sold me the tapes that he saved from the dumpster. Yeah. At Turner Studios when they bought – and, and it became championship. What else can I get? Yeah. I got a Midnight Express scrapbook that says to my good friend Mark Whitman. Right, that's a great book. Can he I said. Just... He said. If you don't know his middle name, also Mark. Yeah, we had a conversation about it. Yeah, we we talked enough that the last time because he's got a good memory. Yeah. We talked enough that the last time we talked, he was ready for me to move along. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I could tell. So I Be, did. Because the first year we Because I am self-aware enough to realize, all right, he's done. He doesn't want to talk when to me When we – the first year we went to FanFest, there were a lot more vendors. Right. And there were a lot more people there. Uh-huh. The second time at FanFest, it was a ghost town. Yeah. I have 
had a conversation with Ole Anderson about the way he trained people. Yeah. Had him talk. Dusty Rhodes said I would have made a hell of an Anderson. Yeah. I've met Ric Flair. Yeah. You know, I've talked to Magnum TA about the the Mr. Wrestling 2 stuff. Hey, speaking of Ric Flair, when we're done recording, I need to write this down. Uh, I'm writing down a date. Uh, May have an opportunity. Okay. Harley. Yeah. Honky Tonk Man. Jim Ross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Me and Honky Tonk Man had some good interactions. I mean, I've met Scott Steiner. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody that I really want to meet with the exception of like that handful of holy grail stuff that's not, you know, Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan are not hitting the fan fest circuit. Right. You know what I mean? They don't need the money. And if he did, would you pay $300 to meet Steve Austin? I might. Right. I might just because, like, if 300 bucks was my budget yeah. for the weekend uh-huh. and the options were Steve Austin, Jim Cornette, Honky Tonk Man, Scott Steiner, right. Jim Duggan, Big Van Vader, well, that ain't going to be, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If those are the, then yeah, I probably would just to go ahead and get that. Would we, all right, so with Austin, would that be something we split 50-50, you get your picture with him, I get the uh, autograph. No, or you want the autograph? I think I would. Just like with Dusty, there's been those certain guys. A lot of times right. we would pose together to get photos for the for the website, pretty right. much. But there were a few guys like Dusty when we were like, I kind of want to. Right. I just want to get my picture made with Dusty. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And we, because right. like we didn't want to, like both of us wanted to interact with Dusty. Right. And right. and like. If we go up to him together, then it's it's going to be a one-sided yeah. thing. And, yeah. and somebody's not going to get that interaction. Right. One, one of the two of us is not going to get to interact. And uh, the, Flair was the same way. Like, we both wanted that picture with Flair. The, the thing that shocked me. I'm a mark. Like, I'm not. Right. I don't misunderstand. I, I don't consider myself to be a part of the business. Right. When, when I hung around. Doing stuff, I still like. I didn't hang around in the dressing room. No, me neither. I'm a mark, man. Me neither. No, like I told, and I'm all right with that. Like I don't, I don't claim to be anything right. but a mark for professional wrestling, right? Man. And I, I love it. I don't, I don't care. You can say what you want to say about me, man. I don't mind paying money. I got money right. to pay, right? To meet the people that I want to meet, so right. I'm going to do it if I can. Right. If 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 it's possible, I'm going to do it, man. Right. It, it's it's crazy to me. You, you you know you're honest about that, and there's so many of these guys on Facebook, older guys, older guys in the wrestling business. I'm doing the quotation. Uh-huh. Who'll be like. Talk about, oh, you're nothing but a mark for doing that. But then all they do on there is talk about, well, I know so-and-so, and and I know my my sister dated so-and-so, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And And I'm like – I mean, why are people so against? I mean, like – Just have fun. Just let – if somebody wants to – if somebody wants to create awards, okay, let them give out awards. Okay. Whatever they're doing, if that's what they want to do, they're not asking you for any money. They're not taking any – they're not – Taking fans away from your show. They're not doing anything to hurt you. So what do you benefit from tearing them down? You're just showing yourself to be a sore loser, somebody full of negativity. And to even create, like that's the, th- that's the funny thing on Facebook, is like 
these guys who would say they're the furthest thing from Marx. You're such Marx, you will create a new Facebook group because you didn't get nominated or you didn't win an award or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're so upset about that that you weren't recognized that you will create a Facebook group just so you can be recognized. Right. And y'all can like pat each other, which is great. Just Who I, cares? I don't I, yes. You know what I mean? Do what you want to do. If you care enough. I'll pay Austin. Listen, I'm willing to pay Steve Austin 300 bucks right. to sign something and take a picture with me. I absolutely am. I don't knock somebody that gives these guys awards so they can get a picture made with them. Would you buy some ring award trunks from no, Steve Austin? I would not. <laughs> would not. Would you stalk him on Twitter? No, I don't follow anybody hardly on Twitter. You yeah. know what? The, I think the <laughs> wrestling-wise – Outside of the people that I know, mm-hmm. that I follow, I think the only, the only people I follow are Becky Lynch and Lana. <laughs> I may be wrong. There may be others that I can't remember, but like I don't follow any of those guys on Twitter. And yeah. I certainly don't tag them and stuff. You know? See, that's that goes again to our – I follow – if I see somebody talking about wrestling in Tennessee or wrestling in Georgia, I, I follow them because I'm trying to I'm trying to build you know I'm trying to build a network of right and 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 even the other day you know followed a guy and he tweeted something out that led on that he may have known something about something and I was looking for like a confirmation on a rumor that I'd heard so I messaged the guy I'm like hey what have you heard and he had heard the same thing I had and so that was kind of cool I mean here's a guy that. And I and and here's what was great about him. I'm like, so do you do a podcast? You write? He's like, no, man, I'm just an a hole that goes to shows. And he literally, he just, he literally, he must be pretty well off because he goes to like the NXT. He goes all around the country and just hangs out with people and you know tweets out you know who wins and loses and stuff like that. And then every now and then he'll tweet something. He's not an insider. Doesn't claim to be an insider. He just likes wrestling. He likes talking about it. Uh-huh. How refreshing. Uh, That's the way to be, man. Just like what you like. Do what you want to do, man. Don't worry about what nobody else thinks. But Yeah, I mean, but what is it like? Yeah. So there we got our rant. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Tell me about uh, – the old chief. All right, so um, so so Jay Eagle. All right, so uh, Jay Eagle. If you're gonna stab anybody, don't stab me. I didn't have anything to do with this. I'm just asking the question. No, so <laughs> so um, when I started, so a year ago, I started the South Carolina Pro Wrestling Report, and the goal initially was to cover wrestling in South Carolina, a lot of the wrestling. Uh, Jay Eagle runs uh, American Pro Wrestling in uh, Bowling Springs, mm-hmm. and I made a decision that I was not going to be- – because for, – for for a lot of different reasons, I just said I'm not – they run every week, uh-huh. and I'm just – I'm not going to cover them. Uh-huh. I'm going to cover other promotions. Um. Another promotion started in Spartanburg, mm-hmm. uh, September, I think. And <laughs> so the whole deal is you. Oh yeah, let's just man. You know what? So the whole deal is 
you have the money guy from Jay Eagle, and I guess they have a falling out. And here's what happens, okay? And this is this is independent wrestling. You have the money guy, and you eventually you get to a point where the money guy is not just happy being the money guy. Right. The money guy was like, well, why can't we book this guy, or why can't we book this guy, or why can't this guy win, or this and this and this? And so sooner or later, you're tired of just – you want to have a say-so. Uh, and that's and that's kind of what happened. And so some people pulled out of American Pro Wrestling, joined with some other people, started started a new promotion in, in Spartanburg. And when they started their promotion – like, it is intentionally, we are starting this promotion to go again. We're going to run the same night in the same town. Mm-hmm. We are starting this. This is, a, uh, this is a, we're on the offense. A takeover, if you will. That's right. That, yes, their first show. Their first show is called Takeover, Classic mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling. And um, so what happened was this starts, and so – the guy behind, or the booker for Classic Pro Wrestling, uh, he and Jay Eagle, via social media, just start going at each other. Videos, things like that. So Jay Eagle starts posting shoot. So he starts posting shoot interviews on his YouTube page. And his shoot interviews are him and this guy named Nick Fury, who I've never seen wrestle. I've never met. I don't know the guy, Okay. I've just watched the videos, and I watched their full shoot interviews. And it's just them. I mean, it's what you'd expect. They talk bad about some people. They talk good about some people. They talk. It's always funny to me. People that have never really done anything in wrestling running down other people for not ever doing anything in wrestling. So anyway, they're doing this shoot interview in front of the big American pro wrestling logo and like it gets vulgar and he's he they just start going off on the guy and they're flipping off the camera and all this well then jay eagle posts all over facebook family friendly wrestling and and i just and, and I, I remember seeing the comment and i shouldn't have said it okay uh-huh. so let me let me let me be the first to say this i was wrong to post the comment that i did because uh-huh. i just posted the comment, Jay Eagle posts something promoting one of his shows, and I just posted this. I said, this post says family-friendly pro wrestling, but on your YouTube page, in front of your company logo, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And that's not very family-friendly. So how am I to believe that your show's family-friendly if this is what you're putting out on YouTube? And I... I shouldn't have said that. I'm trying. I shouldn't have. Okay. And it was probably midnight. And and I ended up, you know, deleting the comment. Not before Jay Eagle sends me a, a message on a, a Facebook messenger. I have never met Jay Eagle. I've never talked to him. And his first line is, mind your own business. And I'm like. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> That's typically my first response. And I said, and I said, what did I say that wasn't true? He's like, well, that's a video. That's not a show. 
I said, well, what do you mean? He's like, well, that's a video, not a show. I said, but if you're telling people, if you're telling people it's family friendly, but you're doing this in front of your logo, and that's what I see as a parent, you're asking me, you're telling me your show's family friendly. You're asking me to bring my son, okay? But, but this is what I see. That's not family friendly. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, that's all I said. And he just said, uh, he said, uh, <laughs> pretty much, he said, uh, was it family friendly? His no, response. No, no, no. Uh, hold on, I took a screenshot of it. Oh, good. So he basically says, I'll read it aloud in our patrons group. How about that? Uh, he says, uh, he says, I'm sure a nobody's opinion doesn't matter, Mark. Thanks. And I just said, you'd be surprised. I said, maybe we'll come out to one of your shows and I'll see for myself. And he's like, you know, whatever. I don't need you to come. I said, tell you what. I said, you know what? I was probably wrong to post that comment. I'll delete it. Whatever. I was doing this when you were still crapping in your diaper, friend. Well, like I said, I hope to come out and enjoy a show soon. The world is full of haters, buddy. What did I say that wasn't true? When you do half of what I've done, give me a shout. Please tell me what I said that wasn't true. Just wonder why you're not minding your own business. You messaged me, and then he blocked me. Right. <laughs> and it was like, first of all, uh, I'm not a smart man. But I know how to put a capital letter at the beginning of a sentence and a period at the end of it. Anyway, I'm not going to challenge uh, the the, old the, gr- the grammar <laughs> the grammar insult. The last, the last vestige of a man who's been bested in a verbal contest. Right. I, I was. It was great though. It was just like. So anyway. So, yeah. He he and he. he and, yeah, so I, I I shouldn't have made the comment. Okay, I believe in my interaction with him, in my private interaction with him, um, I, I stand by. I you know I think I would try to be nice. I apologized, um, and I just felt like why you know it it, it yeah. It was it was interesting, and then he blocked me. So what's great now is I can post stuff on Facebook, and he won't see it. <laughs> like that's a, it's a, it's a perfect scenario for me. I can talk, right, I can talk all the crap I want to, and he right. won't ever see it. Right, and, and 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 here's the thing: he one of the things he says over and over in in he his quote unquote shoot interviews is. Well, why would I want to talk about him and bring attention to him? And and, I, and that's kind of how I feel, you know. That's kind of how I feel about the whole hmm. thing, you know. I, you know, um, he has been around a long time. He, I can remember back. This is ninety six, ninety seven when I was first doing my thing. I can remember hearing about it. Right, and, and I he's been around a while. And 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 please, like, okay. I think Bill Hazelwood said it on on a podcast interview. Okay. Uh, Jay Eagle runs 52 weeks a year. Mm -hmm. Jay Eagle, whether you agree with his business practice, and and I don't know anything about his business practices. Mm -hmm. I know people have said 
he doesn't pay his rent. Whatever, whatever. I don't. I don't. I, that's to me. I'll defend him on that. If he ain't paying them and they working for him, that's on him. Right on him. Right. And I, I heard a guy say, a guy. I asked a guy one time on twenty minute time limit. I said, uh, you know, I can't remember if the question was regret, and he had worked like a hardcore first blood match for no pay. And he's like, what was I thinking? And so, yeah, I totally agree with you. But here's the thing. Jay Eagle has been around a long time. He runs 52 weeks a year. He's got to be making money. He's drawing a crowd. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's one of – He's helped. There are a lot of guys now who got their start there. Uh-huh. And so I, I don't want anybody – and, again, I felt my question – and my original comment on his post came from an honest – I wasn't talking it's from somebody who does a wrestling – I was talking as a father of a son that you're telling me on one of your posts, you post a link and it takes me to this video that's not family-friendly, that's vulgar, that is completely inappropriate. And it's, it's not these two guys sitting in a car. Right. If it's just if it's just two guys sitting in a car or whatever talking and saying the exact same thing, okay. But it was in front of their company logo. Mm-hmm. So by that, you have brought your show, your promotion, into this other stuff that you're doing. Hey, you don't have to justify it. Sorry. To you know, me. I haven't talked about this. That, so. you, that you don't know how to mind your own business. <laughs> you don't have to justify. Just right. if he's ever listening, Chief J. Eagle, I'm on your side. Anybody, no, right. anybody that I, wants to call Heath out. On all, and let me let me add a little uh, Shamalamalan twist <laughs> to the end of this thing that right. most people didn't see. Right. I just happened to see. You told somebody to block you on Twitter too, didn't you? I deleted that as well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you did. After all this. Here's the thing. Get on Twitter and comment on one of his posts. Why don't you block me on here, too? No, that's true. And here's the thing. Jay Eagle doesn't tweet. Jay Eagle's, uh, he's got it set up where his all his Facebook stuff goes to his Twitter. Right. I don't even know if he knows his Twitter login. Because he, he posts on Facebook. What he posts on Facebook uh-huh. goes directly to Twitter. So he probably never even saw. I've never seen him reply to anybody on Twitter. So I'm like, he's not he even. He does seem to be spending a lot of time worrying about what the old chief's up to. Not anymore. That was literally like a. <laughs> not minutes. anymore. That was literally 30 minutes. <laughs> I, of can't, day. I can't anymore. He blocked me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I st- but I, I just. Again, you know, the thing was, like, yeah, like, what do you – yeah, I don't – I don't – I listen, here's the thing. You can't tell me that – you know, Jay Eagle's been around a long time. You can't tell me that other promotions have not tried to rise up, put him out of business, and the dude keeps going and going and going. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, who – he used to have a TV show on mm-hmm. Channel 16. Yeah. And – um Fifty-two yeah. weeks a year, man. He's putting That's, on shows. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't imagine that. He's one of. And when I think about the guys that were doing it and have been doing it for years, he's one of like him and Norton Lewis and Cruiser Lewis. Yeah. And, uh, and a lot of the, yeah, you know those three names, man. Yeah. Uh, Rick Link up in North Carolina is is yeah. another guy. Um, yeah. So George so, South. I mean, that, there's just a handful of people that so are in. In South Carolina, 
there there were 161 per uh, licensed shows, and he had 52 of them. Yeah, I mean that's a third of the market, uh-huh. and uh, so it, yeah. So uh, again, I just was like. I don't know. I, again, I should not have said what I did. You can't help it, though. That's your I, thing. I did, man. I, you, you know, get I just, online. And you can't even blame it on being drunk. No, I can't. <laughs> You're just, you I was just off love, I was off you just love to get online and troll sometimes, some of these old guys. I do, and, and I just need to I need to stop. It's not healthy. It's not good. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Like, I'm, I want to be, a, I want to be better than that. And, uh, well, you should reverend. Yeah. You're right. Um, you're right. You're right. (laughs) You should be above that. Yeah. I, yeah. And I, again, like I said, I, I deleted the comment and, uh, on Twitter as well. And you know, I, I've moved on. I've moved on. I can uh, just hope Jay Eagle moves on and I wish him well in in his future endeavors. I don't have any problem with the guy. I've never met him. Matter of fact, I he's brought some big talent in, done some good stuff, man. He was on a show I saw in Spartanburg one time with, uh, I think he, um, and I may be wrong, but it seems like he and Wahoo. Right. He 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 had he was maybe that chop shop that Wahoo used to run. I right. think he might have yeah. been his trainer or something a guy, like that. A guy at youth camp for their skit at youth camp this year, his this guy's dad is good friends with Jay Eagle. Uh-huh. And Jay Eagle, via Wahoo McDaniel, gave his friend an authentic headdress ah. from Wahoo McDaniel. Man. And uh, it is like it was the kind of thing where he bring, he brought it to camp and it was in the nice bag and like nobody else touched that but him. Right. And, well, he uh, seems like an awful person that is – very much worthy of you attacking online. I asked a question. <laughs> I asked a question, and uh, I thought it was a, uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I I did not make a statement. I asked a question. Tell you what, you're gonna keep pushing and prodding some of these old guys, and one of them's gonna put you in the sugar hole when ain't nobody around, and you ain't gonna know what to do. <laughs> See, You're going to be looking around see, for me and Boomer and Bryce, and it's going to be one of these shows you went to by yourself, and you're going to be sitting there like when Bob Roop had that guy squealing. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> and Joe Chief's going to say, when I let you go, hey, man, you, be- <laughs> you, better, you better run. Don't you dare walk. I Here, want you to run. I, I, didn't, I don't even think in this. Uh, I've tried not to. Say anything disparaging about the man. I've just merely stated what he's already posted. I'm just kind of telling what he posted on YouTube. I'm not. I know. Yeah. I know. know. (laughs) I'm just telling you, when they sink that sugar hole in, boy, it's going to be squealing for old Mulligan. (laughs) Anyway. Hopefully we get that on video. (laughs) I hope so. If anybody ever puts you in the sugar hole, I want to see it. Anyhow. Um, tell me about, uh, um, the NWO has been here five minutes and now there's a five. Oh, so yeah. So, um, our patrons already have, uh, have heard this story and, uh, I actually have, uh, so yeah, let's, let's, let's let the cat out of the back. So 
We set up our table right next to the door. If you're uh, a patron of the show, you would have heard this story. Yeah. Already. You you heard this story. Uh, like, I told this story on the way home from WrestleCade, recorded a video, posted it. And uh, so I my goal was to, like, get some interviews and stuff like that and, and kind of capture the feel of the event. And so we – the. Again, the patrons have already heard this. You can fast forward if you want to. So there's uh, – I haven't heard it. Oh, no, right. So there's this uh, – where they've got to set up on Friday night, the wrestling the wrestling's happening in one room, and the vendor room is like right in a room, smaller room right next to the bigger room. And we get in there, and we're like, well, where do we set up? We set up right next to the door because we want everybody to walk by our table. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to set up my camera – and I'm just going to record the room, and then I can grab the bike and grab interviews and talk to different people. And so it was weird because the – I'm trying to remember what time we set up. I'm, um, I think we set up at 5, and the wrestling started at 7. So at 7, they have rushed everybody into the room. At one point, one of the WrestleCade staff people – he had gone into the big room that was going to be for the fan fest, and he has gotten a T-shirt, an Impact Wrestling T-shirt display, which was basically this big refrigerator box that they've put T-shirts on. So from the front, it looks like a really cool T-shirt design, but when the guy's carrying around, you're like, hey, ain't nothing but a refrigerator box. He brings that in and sets it up behind four tables that have been reserved for uh, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. There's four tables there. And you pay, it was a hundred, it said regular price 125 for $100. They've already got pictures printed out. And it wasn't like a great, it was like a picture of them all signing stuff at a table. Mm-hmm. So it was like the picture they would normally use for like the certificate of authenticity. That's the picture they're signing. It was weird. Huh. So they're going to sign that picture, and then you get your picture made in front of the – like you kind of stoop in front of the tables. and you, So the wrestling starts at 7. This guy brings in this uh, T-shirt display, sets it up behind their tables, and moves their little signs like the things that have reserved their tables. And I'm just like, where are they even coming in here tonight? Because they're like – now the show started. There's nobody in this vendor room. Mm-hmm. So now, there's nobody in the vendor room. Here comes the NWO in. The NWO walks in. It's like, what the crap? There's Scott Hall. And and I'd never seen, I'd never seen, uh, I don't think I'd seen Kevin Nash or Scott Hall live. And in person, it's like, Kevin Nash is huge. He is a, Scott Hall looked to be in rough shape. And here's what I mean. Just the way he was walking was very yeah, hunched yeah, yeah. over. Uh-huh. He looked, he just, like, when you look at him, it's like, hey, that guy looks like he's in pain. Mm-hmm. So I'm not making any assumptions about. <clears throat> right. You're not saying he looked, when you say rough shape, you don't mean drunk. No, that's or high. right. You mean he looks like a guy who spent his life beating his body. That's up, exactly right. And he's a larger man anyway. Yeah. It's starting to, to fit. Kevin to Nash looks in great shape. Kevin Nash looked like he could go, could yeah. have whooped everybody in that ring. Yeah. And prob- well, probably because he could have. <laughs> that's right. So they come in, and 
this the 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 staff guy comes in and he sees these people coming over where his shirts are. He goes over there and and, and I don't know what was said, but basically Buff says, "Hey, you, you know, in a way only Buff could say, "Hey, man, do Get you your- mind do you mind moving your stuff? Excuse me, fella." Excuse me, fella. <laughs> So if it, if it wouldn't be too much trouble, could so you the, ski down? So along the that way that he said it to the dude, the dude responded in kind, and they go back and forth. And there's a the guy felt disrespected, and when he comes back, people are like, "Guy, you know, calm down." He's like, "He's not going to talk to me like that." And so you, so he's all, standing beside Scott Steiner, and this guy has decided. I'm going well, at this, this is, at, at this, this point. I take a stand against Scott at, Steiner, no, Kevin Nash. No, at this point, he he is between the tables and the wall where this uh-huh. T-shirt thing is leaning against the wall, and all the NWL guys are still on the other side of the table. And when all this starts happening, you see Kevin Nash look over like, "What the heck?" Right. You know. So I got all this on camera. You cannot hear. Uh, you you can definitely hear commotion. You can hear some of the things the guy says. You can't you can't hear or see anything that Buff does. Okay. Um. So everything I'm saying is what has been relayed to me that in every telling of this story and 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 what I'm about to continue with the story, Buff was the instigator and in the wrong. So a few minutes later, and again, there are more workers. There are more wrestlers and WrestleCage staff people in this room at this time mm-hmm. and vendors than fans. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, it's almost like Ed Sullivan saying to his audience, well, all right, why don't you guys go take a bathroom break? And while they're t- everybody's at a bathroom break, the Beatles come in, play the two songs, and leave. Right. So what was weird about this whole thing so the guy ends up takes his stuff out what's weird about this whole thing is i'm watching the nwo and maybe 10 people did this package deal right uh because on because later that night they were doing like it was 125 dollars you get drinks and stuff like that and you get to sit around a table with them right and that that uh i asked their security guy and he said it was went pretty well and like the nwo came in with private plain clothes police officers with the badge hanging around their neck who right and there were police there regular police there as well but like when the nwo walked in it was a whole nother level of security so the person who booked holland nash ain't cheap no at least nash isn't right right and then with nash you have to it's a first it's a you have to buy him a first class first class yeah um so the person who booked the NWO, which it was relayed to me, this was Buff's wife. I don't know that this is. I don't know that that's the case. She is pulled aside by uh, some of the WrestleCade higher ups, mm-hmm. and basically like, "Hey, what did he do?" And he's like, "Well, that guy had moved all our." And, and she was like, "I'm mad because somebody moved all our stuff. I mean, we've got all our stuff set up. We're ready for, to do this signing." And here's somebody has moved our stuff and somebody has taken our spot. She's like, I may want my money back, you know, because she has paid. I don't know how many, you know, we paid for two spots. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many spots she had paid for. Um, And so there's an interaction. Well, 
in no uncertain terms, they said, well, Buff can't talk to our – Buff can't act like that, and we're going to send him home. And then it was like, if you can't control your guy, she's like, well, that's what they do. That's how they interact. That's who we're dealing with. Well, they can't act like that. And there's this kind of back and forth or whatever. And, again, this I went on the patrons. You know, they've heard all this. Uh, and then um, toward the end of the night, Buff – uh, Buff pulls Russell Cade higher ups aside, and you can see, you can tell, uh, Buff is ready to repent. <laughs> like I, I can, I am looking on Buff's face, and I'm, and it's like, hey man, it's that kind of deal, right? And he is trying. He realizes that how much money he stands to lose. He really, yeah. He realizes that he's pretty fortunate that there weren't more people in there. Right. There were probably, I mean, I got it on video. I could probably count the number of people, maybe 70, maybe 50 or 70. Uh-huh. But most of them, again, were people working the event. Um, yeah, so it could have been a lot worse. No punches thrown or anything like that. Nothing physical. It was just all verbal right. from where I was at. And I'm, I was... 15 feet from all this. The camera was 20 feet from all this happening. Hmm. But it was, it was, shall I say, tense there for a little bit. And then it calmed down. And when it calmed down, like I said, I watched, uh, uh, not Summer Ray. Yeah, Summer Ray had the long, Summer Ray had a longer line than the NWO. Really? Summer Ray had a longer line for a longer time. Her and Emma both. Oh, and Emma was there? I didn't realize that. I didn't recognize Summer Rae. Her hair is uh, red, red now. Huh. Hmm. I heard some of those women really, really had long lines there that they were working the marks pretty good. Let me tell you. Hugging up on them and stuff like let that. Me, you know what I mean? Let me tell you. They've learned how to make money off of these awkward guys. If if I were writing a a book on how to be a vendor at a wrestling convention... Rule number one, book a female. Uh-huh. Yeah. Book a female. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't, and, and, and like with Summer Ray, No, it, I'm not, they're not being slutty. No, no, no. It just, wasn't just guys. It was a lot of, uh, mm-hmm. it was, but it, it was a lot of guys. Yeah. I mean, they've learned how to. Uh, one one group brought in, uh, it was Francine, Shelly Martinez, is that her name? Yeah. Um, Scarlett Boudreaux. Yeah. I'd heard something about her having a big, a long line. It, yes. Yeah. She had, they they had a. Uh, She's like the least known. Yeah. She, well. She dressed for the occasion. That's what I heard. Yeah. Low cut. Oh, if you, if you said Siri. Hey Siri, look up low cut. It's a picture of her from Wrestle Fest. Wrestle. Siri, really? You gave Siri uh, an Australian accent. I did. Interesting. Do you know Siri follows me on Twitter? Really? The person that does the voice of Siri follows me on Twitter. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. You're an interesting guy. She does. I forget her name. But like, I was like, who is this? You had a blank. 
Her name's not Sierra? No, it's not. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She had a blue check. So I was like, well, who is this? And it looked and it said, The Voice of Siri. Sorry, cancel. I want a blue check. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm working toward. You can buy one. Yeah, can you? Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, you can buy may one. Happen. That may happen today. Cornette told the whole story on his podcast. Really? Yeah. Can you retell it? I can't because it's been so long since I oh, heard it. Gotcha. But basically somebody got in touch with it. Like, you need a blue check. We can, we can kind of make that happen, you know, or whatever. Oh, and help man. you get that done. And. It, you know, for like four or five hundred bucks or something, we can. He was like, "Well, I'm not paying for that." And then he told the story, and somebody listened and said, "Hey, look, we'll help you get it." They got him his blue check. All right. So as soon as do you, as, as soon as we're done recording this episode, uh, and I use the bathroom, we're going to record a patrons episode uh, in our Facebook patrons patrons Facebook group of us researching how to get a blue check bar on Twitter. <laughs> I That's think, fine. I uh, mean, it may not be but five minutes, but. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Are, you, are you all right over there? You really got to pee, don't you? I'm doing the pee-pee dance. And we chair. haven't even got to the main event. What's that? You want to go pee and then get back to it? Yeah, no, I think I'm good. I think you feel I can, better? No, I think I can make it, yeah. <laughs> okay, through the, miracle, through the miracle of editing, you didn't just, just <laughs> sit over there and bounce around, <laughs> get up, run to the bathroom, and go. Cafe, <laughs> baby. Cafe, baby. Uh, so. Talk to me about Marty Jannetty because he was the guest. The the yeah the network brought him in. So um, yeah, Marty was a. First of all, everybody's got a Marty Jannetty story, and um, I think Marty's travels and trials have been very well documented. Right. Um, Marty was extremely nice to me. He was extremely nice to everybody. Um, almost a little, I don't want to say too nice. But again, super nice guy. Um, was, was, at, you know, was at our table. He and, uh, he and John Schuyler, they shared some really great, uh, really great stories. And, uh, I, you know, the bad thing is, like, we got done with the day and, uh, I was like, man, I didn't even get a picture with Marty. But it was cool, you know. It was it was uh I think what hurt Marty, and again, this is this is every a lot of the guys, is Marty was at WrestleCade last year and he and Brutus did a com Brutus Beefcake did a combo uh-huh. in front of the barbershop set. Right. And he had done so well. And I I don't think he did as well this year. I don't think anybody like here like there were six thousand people at WrestleCade. Well, they all had to buy a ticket. So that's right. good. Okay. Once they were in there, it it would not surprise me if half of those people were there for one or two autographs. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Yeah. Right at the beginning. That yeah. it was that after you've met some of these guys so many times, you know. And there are some people they like there was one guy, he came in front of our table and he, he had all of his stuff. He had all of his, you know, he had bought pre-bought a lot of these meet and greet packages and he had those in his hand and he was going through them and trying to get them in order. And he dropped him. He was like, 
sorry, man, I'm kind of new at this. Like, man, it's all good, and I helped him pick his stuff up. Like, it's all good. And then you got some people, man. They got, they got their, the cart. They got the <laughs> rolling cart, guy, yeah. and he, he it's, it's like organized. A, with yeah, tires. and it's it's crazy. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And and a lot of people, like I think I said earlier, they bring they they like me. I Harley Race is going to be there. I've got a boot. I want Harley Race to sign. So I didn't buy anything. I just paid Harley Race to sign uh, mm-hmm. the boot, which is one of the best gifts, uh, you know, a friend has ever given me. And it's become a treasured uh, – it's become a treasured – my most treasured piece of memorabilia. I mean, it is – yeah. So uh, – but, yeah, so here's – More than the Hogan headband that this friend got you? Yes. But here the Hogan this, this friend that you ditch all the time. Well, okay, so I I actually had to ditch Boomer at WrestleCade. <laughs> oh, I don't listen, I don't doubt it. I no, know you. Because yeah, we ordered I, pizza. I know that I ain't getting you didn't order Topper's pizza, did you? No, Topper's is in Charlotte. Well, I know, but I ordered I Burke Street pizza. There's no Toppers in Winston South. Burke Street pizza. I think that may wait a minute. No, it was top. I don't. Anyway, I go. So this is Saturday night. We have paid. Marty came in Friday night, got in really late, uh-huh. and then uh, came and met us uh, Saturday and was at Fan Fest with us. And then we were under the impression he here. A lot of these guys have a have a driver. Uh-huh. Have somebody. It, sometimes it's I'm a guessing nephew. Marty Janetti did not. No, he did. Oh, did he? Okay. No. So sometimes it's a nephew, sometimes it's a friend, but it's just somebody it's a, it's to a somebody with them. Yeah. Somebody to to somebody to kind of help them, almost like a personal assistant. Like this guy drove Marty there, made sure he was where he needed to be. Once Marty was at the table, he Marty had like this whole big display that this guy set up with different figures and things like that, and. uh so Saturday night, you know, we've done the fan fest. It's over at five. We we go. We take all of our stuff back to the room. We go to the super show. The super show runs super long. And they called it a super show. You should have known. Well, and we didn't have like we're. That's not a good room to watch wrestling no, in. That's not. That's really not. And uh, we had we were terrible seats, and so much of the, uh, so much of the wrestling took place outside of the ring. Like I got to go watch this on high spots because I didn't get to see the show. Right, right. So, and then so the time of the Super Show was pushed up against the Bruce Pritchard thing. So it was just a rushed day. Like a ty- you're on your feet. It was a tiring, tiring day. So I go down probably at midnight. To get the pizza, I'm going, and you got to go meet him in the the lobby, and I'll be doggone if Marty Janetti's not down there in the lobby. And uh, Marty, is, as everybody knows, he's got really bad ankles, and so he's on his, uh, he you know he's got his uh, crutch, and he's hanging out with some fans and just talking to people. And uh, I didn't think I, he, I don't think he saw me. Uh, because he didn't say anything, but one, but then he kind of called. He's like, hey, man, what you doing? Hey, what you? Hey, can I get some of that pizza? No, 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 I'm just kidding, you know. 
And then and you like <coughs> Boomer found out a hard, cold lesson that I've known for a long time. Heath will ditch you to hang out with somebody cooler. <laughs> Boomer Boomer's up there waiting on pizza <laughs> and you're like, Wait, well Marty Janetti wants pizza. No. I gotta hang out with Marty Janetti. <laughs> no, literally. Marty comes up to me, we have this ten second interaction. Uh-huh. And then he turned and I saw him walk outside. And this is not an exaggeration. <laughs> it was midnight. It was rainy all weekend. And as I looked outside, the fog had just started to come in there in front of the Marriott. And I literally, the last time I ever saw Marty Gennetti, he had stepped out of the door and into the fog. And he walked away. Never to be seen again. Okay. So I get back. So I get the pizza. I only talked to Marty Gennetti for like ten seconds, but I meet some other guys because um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, no, I. So when we went to WrestleCade, the bar stayed open really late. This time, like the bar closed at eleven. Hmm. So you know how everybody was hanging out. Eleven o'clock, it's cleared out, mm-hmm. and so there are some fans. That, like it was like, I think that's another reason WrestleCade's not gonna. I think it's peaked. Or either they're going to have to leave the Marriott. What? Well, what? Just the Marriott? Like oh, the whole town stopped selling alcohol much earlier than it used to. Probably somebody figured out. You know, all these wrestlers coming in. The time. This is not. So I, I did. I, I stopped and talked to somebody for like fifteen minutes. Then get up there with the pizza. And so now we're almost two weeks after Wrestlecade. And every day that I have texted or talked to Boomer, I've said, "Have you heard from Marty?" Because I was like, Marty just walked into the fog, man. I don't know what happened. He, we thought he was at home. We thought he had already left. He did, as far as we know, he didn't have a room that night. So, like, we're still waiting for confirmation. If, you, if you're listening to this, I don't know when this episode's being released. If you've heard from Marty Jeanette, if you've <laughs> seen him post on social media, I just want to know he's okay. You know? Like, because Boomer has tried to, you know, tried to call him and text him. He's a good personal friend, Marty. You know, he's tried to t- call him. So it is weird, like riding down the road and that, you know, Marty Gennetti pops up on a phone. That's kind of, kind of, kind of weird. Not on my phone. The only number that matters in my phone is Mark Whitman and well, Sandy Mullen. Oh, you don't ever text me. I texted you the other day. Texted you for Thanksgiving. Texted you, said, hey, why don't we talk about this? And we hadn't even talked about none of it. That is true. That is true. true. What was the other question you wanted to ask? I think that was pretty much it. If there was another one, I don't remember it. I'm sure we're getting up close to that hour point now. We're an hour and almost, and it's 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 getting to be lunchtime. We got some, you know, we got some decisions we got to make. We're going to film a quick patrons episode here. And What uh, time is it? It's one o'clock. <laughs> This day's getting away from us. I'm telling you, boy. I'm telling you, when you put in hard work, but see, here's the thing with me and Mark. It's like a Harley race Ric Flair, 60-minute Broadway, baby. That's right. We keep your attention the whole – you never know what's going to happen. We might, you know, who knows? We do it for the people in the cheap seats. That's right. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my – like literally my Marty Denary story is I watched him leave the building and – don't know what happened to him after that. Man. Can I 
Can I was ask he on you? his good? Was he good behavior? How did he interact with the females? Uh, no, he was he was great. He was fine. Uh, he uh, yeah, he was he was on yeah. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, that's good. I think guys know now with social media. Yeah, they about have to be. Like, here's the thing: behavior. if they don't, if they're not on good behavior at those things, they don't get invited to those things anymore. And like now, if uh, if like in 1988, if you if you slept with a woman, you know, a fan. Who's she gonna? You're leaving town, right? Right now, she's, now the world is small. We've got social media. She gonna tell everybody and start snapping pictures. And, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's a that's that's a good point. That's a good point. You meet anybody else of note? You meet Conrad? You get to talk to? Him? I did. I uh, you know talked some. I, well, I didn't talk to. Got to meet Bruce and Conrad, and just said to Conrad, "Man, I grew up in Clemson, and." Uh, we want to play Alabama, but we don't want to play Alabama. Like, we know Alabama is the measuring stick. And so we want – and he's like, I don't think Clemson's going to make it. I'm like, I think you underestimate us. I said, and Alabama may – and we may, you know, and Alabama may kill us. But I want to play Alabama, you know. Whether – win or lose, you want to play the best. Mm-hmm. And if we lose to Alabama, we're like, all right, you know, we got to get better. Mm-hmm. But – um Evidently, Alabama's a little different than Wake Forest and NC State and UNC and South Carolina. You would think. You would think. You would think. Uh, well, you meet anybody else? Meet any of the women? No, like I, I, I did. I met Harley Race. Like I, it was weird. Like I, really, I was. You were a vendor. I was. I was there to work. I didn't take a picture with anybody. I, Bruce Sounds and Conrad. Like you really enjoyed yourself. It was a different experience. Right. It was a completely. It was a completely. So would you, there were would there you, were parts of the vending room. Somebody said, "Oh, did you see something?" I'm like, "No, I didn't even know they were there." Right. Um, so, would you think you enjoyed going as a vendor or as a fan more? I think they both have their pros and cons. Um, I do know that being a vendor, I spend a lot less money on on autographs and oh, stuff I'm like. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's a really, that's a good question. I mean, that we're looking. You know, we talked about it earlier. You know, we're looking at the gathering next year in Charlotte, and we're way in that you know do you do you go uh because they've got some really good fan fan packages because for you know like the vip pass for the whole weekend is like 200 bucks Mm -hmm. well including that there's 25 guests and your 200 dollars gets you it's a thursday night barbecue it's a friday night banquet it's wrestling shows and these 25 people and these are people some of them are lesser known, but they're people that do not do the circuit. Mm-hmm. Kendo Nagasaki does not, and I'm not saying he's. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Greg Gagne, Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal, Shane Douglas, Terry Funk, and 
part of that $200 is you get a picture with all 25 of those and two things signed. That in itself is worth, let's just say you bought a $20 package for all 25 people. That's 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it's a really good, if you're, if you're a fan, look, and that's where I'm at. Cause it's for me, I'm like you, Terry Funk is that bucket list person that I definitely want to meet. He's definitely somebody I want to sign the boot. And, uh, 200 bucks for the whole weekend. Wow. That good. You're saying that's good. That's babe. awesome. No, right. I mean, that's awesome. And you get all, you get 25 autographs. Yeah. And two, you get two, you get autographs, two autographs and, and a, a picture. picture. Yeah. With all those people. 200 plus banquet Friday night, honoring the midnight express bar poolside barbecue, which limited tickets, <clears throat> on Thursday night, and then wrestling Saturday and Sunday. Damn. That's all right. Yeah, I thought it was uh, – So you think it would be better to go as a vendor to that? No, I don't. <laughs> no. Sit at a table and get ignored. Well, here's the thing. Uh, in that setting where you're there for three days, people will have time to – People didn't have time to stop by our table at Wrestle Cakes. Like you said, all right, I'm trying to get so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. Well, with this, if the people who are VIPs, they know, okay, this time I'm going to meet Terry Funk. At this time I'm going to meet Ken. It's going to be – and you got people for three days. The negative of that is the year that it was – there was nobody there. It was just like, what are we going to do today? It was just like, oh, right, shoot right. me. Yeah. And it's like once you've been – like, once you've been stood up for a podcast interview by Hall of Famers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That first fan fest was just so good. I mean, Dusty. It was, man. And it included really in the prices, you got all these different autographs. And then the next mm-hmm. year, it was like the same price, and you got a lot less. You got nothing. And the and – the, and the, and the, Hall of Heroes banquet was a ticket on top of that. Right. Yeah. This is all, I mean, I think I'm telling you right. Um, so anyway, yeah. So you go as a vendor, you get a table, but you don't get all the other stuff. Right. You would have to buy the, you would have to buy the, uh, you would have to buy the autograph separate, which I think like Terry Funk if that's the only one you wanted, you can, you can get that. You can just get that. Uh, right. That one autograph. So who I, who knows, man? I do know. Like, where's there no website? Oh, here we go. Um. Yeah. So now that doesn't include the hotel. Well, right. Right. I figure that. Um. All right. Tickets for the gathering. Let's see this. Um. Uh, all right, I apologize. it was it's two ninety nine. Still, I mean, that's... still that's uh, all inclusive four day package. Um, two items signed by each of our twenty four guests. Admission to all the Q and A's. Ringside seat for Thursday and Saturday night matches. A lanyard ticket to the barbecue party. Ticket to the Friday night dinner and roast. And then uh, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. 
I mean, that's what the Legends Convention was about. That if you'd have bought the right, you know, how much was Dusty? Was it fifty? I don't think so. I think he was. I think he. I think Greg Price. One thing I liked about Greg Price, he capped yeah. everything. I I think it was everybody was twenty bucks. Everybody had to charge the same for an autograph. But I think Dusty. I think Dusty was. 50. I think Arn was a little more. Yeah, than there were some, but they were special. Right. They weren't at a table. Right. It was, you bought this ticket, you went in the room. Yeah. And there was a backdrop. and Because, like, we had the. the yeah, the, 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 the photo Tully, ops were great. The Tully and Magnum had the cage set yeah. up. So, I mean, yeah, there were more. Some of that was more. <laughs> but, like, with Dusty, the NWA title was part of They did a, yeah. a Simmons and. Um, Vader. Vader package where they yeah. had that end of that uh, WCW. So title. one thing, one thing they're doing at the gathering: Sergeant Slaughter, Ricky Steamboat, Don Carnodal. No, it's a, uh, it's all three. Somebody from the AWA, an AW, an AWA. Greg Gagne, heavyweight champion. No, um, Rick Martel. Oh, Mark, I think you know. That if Rick Martell were already booked for this. Uh, we would be getting our pictures made together with Rick Martell. Right. Um, but there's like three former champions. Okay. But it's like a one-time. It's at the And it's you get the, the AWA belt. Oh, it's Zabisco. He's going to have the AWA belt. Uh, Ricky Steamboat's going to have big gold. And Sergeant Slaughter's going to have the winged eagle belt. And you get your picture made with all three of them. That's cool, man. So yeah, again, I like, go so I this, go so this, um, yeah, so this event, I didn't realize it was going to be that I was thinking it was just going to be some flunky now again. And it's, and it's all new. Um, yeah, I mean, look at, listen to some of these, listen, and may I say, uh, we are unaffiliated with this event. We are not yeah, sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is these are who we they will be though if they want to pay. That's right. Uh, Greg Gagne, Mr. Electricity, Steve Regal, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, Kendo Nagisaki, Ken Resnick, Dennis Condry, Randy Rose. Uh, see, here's one that I'm a mark for: Mark Lawrence from the world class yeah. ring announcer. He's also a United Methodist minister, so I'm a double mark for him. Carlos Colon, Missy uh, Hyatt, John Tatum, Ricky uh, Steamboat. Uh, the Cuban assassin, Fidel Sierra, Ricky Santana, Sheikh Adnan Al Qasi. That, so that's let's see how many people that is. That's only sixteen of the twenty-four. Those are people you're not going to see. Those are people that on their own, eh? But you package them together, yeah. and and for and I'm getting I'm getting two autographs from each of them, and I'm getting my picture made with each of them. with my. Now one thing they did say, I guess there were issues. Because at FanFest, they would take your picture, and they just put them on a random table. Right. And uh, here, you got to take the picture with your own camera. <laughs> so, uh, that most everybody does that yeah, either. Uh, let's see who else they got on photo ops. Um, yeah, you can. So, all all the people I just named, you can buy. Into, oh, franchise Shane, Shane Douglas. He's part of the 24. You can, and you can buy individual... Uh, individual pictures with those two. You can do the 35-year Midnight Express photo, Jim Cornette, Dennis Condry, Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane, Randy Rose, $65 for a picture with all them. Harley Race, man, it was 20 bucks. 
if you wanted a picture with him, it was 20. If you wanted the belt in the picture, it was 35. Really? That's crazy, man. And it wasn't even. It wasn't the, the belt. It yeah. wasn't the domed. It was a flat. It was weird. I'd never uh-huh. seen a flat NWA belt. But anyway, any any other. No, I think that'll Is leave. there anything, any other way you want me to incriminate myself no, on this episode? That'll do. That'll, that'll do, do, pig. That'll <laughs> do, pig. Hey, we're about to go into our patrons group, and we're going to record an episode. We're going to try to – it may not be long. But this is the kind of stuff we're starting to do, just, you know, random stuff. How do we get a blue check mark? I want a blue check mark. And if you want a blue check mark, go to bluechew.com. <laughs> Are you on Twitter, Mark? At the DDK Show. You're also on Instagram. You're also yeah. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Heath Mulliken. Instagram at Heath Mulliken. We got a face. Hey, if you're in our Facebook group, the wrestling you grew up with, you're going to see WWF Old School posting a lot of links. Click on all of them. Yeah, man. Click on them all. Click on. What I like about their links is the first part is going to be about an old show. It's going to have some videos, and then they're going to have a news clip. And it tells you before you click. This is what I really like about it. Before you click on the link, it will say two-minute read, three-minute read, four-minute read. Hmm. It tells you, hey, this ain't going to take long. Uh, You can also become a patron, patreon.com slash double dropkick. Uh, if you like some of the stories I talked about on this episode, you could have heard them two weeks early and a little more detail uh, that I didn't <laughs> give out publicly. Uh, and Clay, I can't remember if I told the Jay Eagle, maybe told a little bit extra on the Jay Eagle part uh, to our patrons behind the scenes. Uh, and then, hey, it's Christmas time, Xmas 18. What is that? That's the coupon code, soscustomnetwork.com. It's four ninety nine a month, but you use Xmas eighteen when you check out, and you get a free month because I'm a giving person, as is Mark. So, happy holidays, uh, Merry Christmas, and as Mark likes to say to all the people, Lottie freaking uh, <laughs> for the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken, and I'm Mark Whitman, and that's it this week, fans. So long for now.